Welcome all the listeners to another episode of Trials and Meditations. Trials and Meditations. It's your boy Red Dragon. Just inviting my people in. So let the stories begin. I'm only talking about the first when I'm talking my favorite gen. It's time to reminisce with two of my favorite men. Whether you're saying two or whether you're saying ten, make sure you say it here with two of my brothers, Kim. Kim Wa, Kim Ness, other Bedaini guests. No matter where the convo goes, never finesse. Rituals was our gathering place. Escaping the of this world chanting, that's why we called it a space embrace. This is a one of a kind podcast. Kings and Chiefs speaking, I'ma call it a God cast. This is a movement, I'm glad that you're tuned in. First generation of family reunion, I'm all in. On this reminiscing affair, and every word that I speak is like a fist in the air. Simple kick in the snare is all I need for my comrades. Time to lift off, better get on your launch pads. And savage and fast, very far from average cats. Every memory's an actual fact. I ain't gonna bar you to death, but I say it with my heart and my chest. I say recess in every part of my breath. S. Call it meditation and trials. I'm talking from state to state. There's dedication for miles. Meanwhile, it's a celebration of all of us. No matter where we go, we'll never forget the cause of us. Round of applause necessary. Mind and body grow, but the spirit is legendary. Minnesota, North Carolina, the home of the host. And if you leave it up to them, they'll be doing the most. And everybody that comes on, I listen to every word, because it's probably a story that I never heard. Observe as I paint pictures. Evaluate the scriptures. Translated by mortal men who got it twisted what if egyptians never existed first generation would never be a tradition my tree of life grew from the concrete some of us didn't make it that forever haunts me tribes of ashanti lost in the atlantic maduna tear visions i'm wishing for ancient kamet present day living ain't a gift at all so many slip and fall can't predict the corona with several crystal balls evolution a man tell me we got through it cooler heads prevail while i'm spitting hot fluid energized by our daily reminders to Breathe easy, out left, in right, bondage. Let's bring it back to brother Farouk and brother Damon. Guarantee they'll be debating about some bacon every show. It might sound ridiculous, but these brothers about to take flight like Icarus. They're elevating the mind, refined and shine, divine dialogue, meditation and trial, moving the timeline along. The point of view of the guests is very important. Just remember you're being recorded. I get through my trials, Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yo, 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 yo. How's everything? Welcome to another episode of Trials and Meditation Conversation of the First Generation Y2K. I am your host, Damon S. Trent, and the S stands for Savage. And this is Kim Ness, a.k.a. The Better Kim, reporting live from the backwoods of North Carolina. Now, if you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, and if you have not already, we invite you to subscribe to the show. That's right, but... Where's the other person? Is you mean person? me? Person. You're their person. Person. I am here. You are their person. And, and uh, we have to tell the people your name. That's M. Samud, Harry Youth, Aminab, Ayakub, no. Minet. No? No? No. no. I'm just M. Samud, Aminab. I'm M. Aminab. No, no, AKA nothing. AKA nothing. There is no AKA for you. Yes, I don't want to hear you. Thank you. And yes, I'm present. You said you was pregnant. Present. <laughs> easy, me easy, me easy. Present. You're too young to be pregnant. What are you doing? I'm not doing that. Well, you know what that means. It's that time of the show where 
We got gave you guys a weekly tip. So today's tip is gonna be short. They always short. Today's they tip is <laughs> well today's tip is when your passion and your purpose are greater than your fears and excuses, you will find a way. Say that again. Say, Can that, we again. Get a... Say that again. All right, one more time. When your passion and your purpose are greater than your fears and excuses, you will find a way. You know, that was actually a great tip. And, 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 Thank and you. I appreciate that. And it's not usual that you ha have great tips, but that was a great no, tip. No, 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 no. I always have great tips. What are you talking about? People look forward, people, people look forward to my tips every week. You don't have a tip every week anyway, but this is a great tip because it's actually going to coincide with, with the guests that we have on the show today. It's, uh, it's, it's really going to correlate in, in a way that hadn't been correlated before, which is uh, dope for you, Ken. That's like you was doing some research over there. Which I, I, oh, absolutely. So who do, we, who do we have on the show today? Let's get into it. Today's show is going to be super awesome. I know we were away for a while. We was actually... Uh, putting things together, keeping our ear to the street so we can come up with a great guest like we have today. We have on the show today uh, a, a, a young lady that did a lot of big things out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, she uh, put, well, in my opinion, she put African hair braiding on the map in, in a way that was dope for me and my people. Uh, she mm -hmm. um, really looked out for a lot of my people. And uh, we have uh, none other than Mood on New Prestoni on the show. Let's give her a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mood on New, how we doing out there? We're doing fantastic. We're doing fantastic. First, first off, let's uh, thank you for coming on the show. We we greatly appreciate it. You know, um, like I said, this is gonna be a really special show. And uh, oh, thank you. I just have two corrections. You have two corrections. Okay. Yeah. The first one, I'm no longer a young lady. <laughs> I turned 65 last month. Wow. Can we get a round of applause? We can definitely get a round of applause for that. You're looking fantastic, Moody. You're looking fantastic. As we all could wish to look that well. You know, it's funny because I was telling MSA because I, I, I actually, this is not an unusual show in the sense that you're not one of my friends, right? And, and what I mean is that I, I don't really know a lot like we didn't grow up together, so I don't know a lot of your background. So I had to do like some research and uh look into Mood on New who she is and 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 I found out that you I, I thought you were a lot younger than that, if if I may be <laughs> quite honest. I, I didn't know that you were uh well you know I come from a background with a diet that helps create that. That that is very true, but um, diet and lifestyle. So that's right. And, uh, so yeah, I attribute a lot of that to um, thank you for the compliment and uh, kudos to the teachings that you know have helped me thus far. But you also said it was a second correction. Oh yeah, the second correction was oh you mentioned hair braiding. My my, my claim to fame is natural hair care. Um, even though it did, you know, sort of come through braiding, but um, yeah, it was about natural hair care and also helping black women to recognize the beauty of their own natural hair, um, that they didn't have to emulate the culture and aesthetics of others to be considered beauty, beautiful to themselves, you know? So, so let's talk about um, how you got started with Afro hair care, because like I said, I did some research on you and um, mm -hmm. I, I would like 
for you to share the story. I don't know if our listeners know the story of how you got uh, started with the uh, hair care. And this is something else I didn't know. <laughs> I, I told you before I was going to be a little giddy about this show, so I, and I do apologize for being all over the place. But I didn't know that you were not from New York originally. Yeah, I was going to say that's the third correction that she's not oh. necessarily out of Brooklyn. You <laughs> is from Virginia, aren't you? Yes, I'm from Norfolk. Oh wow! Oh cool. Yeah, the place of uh, lots of water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was born in Norfolk, born and raised in Norfolk, Virginia, and I, you know, my my family uh, moved to New York when I was ten years old. Nice. And um, I was so excited to be moving to New York because I was going to get my hair permanently straightened like my cousins. Okay. And that's where the whole natural hair thing, you know, uh, first came into fruition because. My hair fell out basically, and um, I lost most of my hair. And it was a very shocking experience. So from that, I stopped putting chemicals in my hair and went natural. And I promised the creator that if my hair grew back, I would never put any chemical straighteners in my hair again. So that was the beginning of my natural hair movement. That experience left an indelible impression upon me. But, you know, by the time I was a young teenager, you know, well, even at 10, the Afro became popular among celebrities. Mm. They were on, you know, Ebony Magazine and Essence Magazine. Well, Essence wasn't out, Ebony and Jet. And I became kind of a celebrity amongst my peers because I had the new hairstyle that only celebrities had a little short fro. They used to call it teeny weeny Afro back then. You know, uh, celebrities like uh, Cicely Tyson and, you know, Aretha Franklin came out with an Afro back in. So this was the late 60s. Um, And so by the time I was a young teen, like a tween or teen, you know, the Black Power movement was on the move. Uh, The year that I moved to New York within a year's time, was the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. So it was a shocking experience. I was like, I want to move back to Norfolk. This is crazy. You know, things were up <laughs> in flames and, you know, it was just wild. So by the time I was a, a, a teen or tw- a tween, actually, you know, the young brothers were getting their hair braided to play basketball. And I was the go-to person to get, you know, come get those braids. Nice. Uh, my grandmother was a hairstylist. And consequently, my mother knew how to do hair really well. So I came from a background of, you know, hairstylist. So, yeah, so I was that person. I was even, you know, my picture appeared in like a neighborhood weekly, you know, braiding hair. And then, you know, by the time I got to high school, that whole movement had phased out with heroin and all the other things that was going on. Um, so I wore Afro and, and when I wasn't wearing an Afro, I wore my hair, uh, pressed and curled as they used to call it a straightening comb because Mm -hmm. I was afraid of the chemical process. Um, you know, I was just fearful of ever having that done again. So, um, when I was at Howard university, what you went to HU? Yeah. Nice. 
<laughs> my first year of college, I went upstate New York um, to a school called Brock Porch. You probably never heard of it. It's right out of Brock Porch. Yeah, of course. We, I feel yeah. like we know yeah, some of some of yeah, some of us went to Brockport. Really? Yeah, they had a great communications program, and I wanted to be a communications major. Uh, but you know, the the it was a culture shock up there for me. Mm. You know, so I transferred to Howard, and. Um, while I was at Howard, a young lady moved to uh, DC from LA. She had been living in LA, but she was originally from Philadelphia. Her name was Margot, And she was doing these tiny, tiny braids with tiny, tiny beads. And um, I was just braiding my own hair because straightening it again and again with a hot comb. And, and you know, you may not know, but DC used to be a swamp. So in the summertime, <laughs> it's really humid there. My hair would start going back to its original mm. texture. So I was like, I can't keep this up. So I started braiding my own hair and I met this young lady and she was like, there's a young lady here in, you know, in, in DC now doing this hairstyles. Have you seen them? She says she charges $25 for oh, them. Wow. I was like, I would <laughs> never pay 25. That was a lot of money back then, right? I was a struggling student. I would never pay $25 to have my hair braided. I saw one of those hairstyles and I ate my words. I was oh, like, wow. oh, yes, I would wow. pay $25. By the time I was ready to get it done, it had went up to $65, which, a whole, which was a whole week's pay. Wow. So, yeah. From there, I started doing my own hair. One night I was at a party and met a guy. He was like, who did your hair? I did my hair. You know, the salon I'm working at, they're looking for braiders. It was the most popular black hair salon, you know, in the DC area. It was near Howard. It was called Shelton's. And I started doing hair there. Nice. In the meantime, just being in college, I became a vegetarian. I started practicing mm. Kundalini yoga and meditation. And by the time I came to Osiriset in my early 20s, 22 or something like that, wow. I had been searching for for a spiritual place because you know even though i loved yoga and meditation i wasn't down with pretending i was indian like most people were <laughs> i was like i know i'm not indian i went to the unitarian church i didn't like that i went you know checked out a con i wasn't down with the sacrifice and i i you know i didn't understand that so the first time i walked into stella's on 138th wow. i think it was you know, a friend invited me. She said, is this brother Rahelio? He's teaching these classes. And I started, you know, I came to the class. He was speaking and I was like, I'm home. Wow. At so let me ask you a question real quick. Like at a young, like, were you already in like church or any type of other spiritual um, culture? So because you say you were like 20 years old, 22 years old, searching for that stuff when most people that age are, you know, not even interested in, you know, spirituality or, you know, anything dealing with religion, like what made you want to search for that? You know, when I was growing up, I was, you know, I felt like I was spiritual. You know, I was, uh, my mother, when I was a young girl, when I was like in kindergarten or something, my mother changed from Bap Baptist to Catholic. And, uh, you know, put us in a Catholic Ooh, school wow. and 
and so I went to Catholic school uh, in second grade was the first time. In first grade, I was in a regular school, regular public school. And I loved it because it had structure. You know, nobody was going to be jumping and shouting and getting, you know, that kind of stuff kind of scared. <laughs> so I liked that the, you know, in the Catholic church, you knew every week exactly what was going to happen. I liked that, you know, certainty. Nothing mm. different was gonna. Nobody was gonna jump out and start, you know, dancing and right. tongues or anything. <laughs> and they started to end it on time. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is a big thing for me. I was that kid who would cry all the way to school if my mother took me to school late. I had to be on mm. time. So, you know, the time thing was a real big thing for me. Um, and then in my in my well, we'll get into that uh, later when we talk about our new essentials, but I love the smell of it, you know, of Catholic church, cause they bring, mm. they burn frankincense. frankincense. Mm. Yeah, and I found out recently that they have been getting their frankincense from Somalia for centuries with wow. no really care for sustainability. A lot of those trees have been overtapped. The land has been overtapped. I'm hoping that now in these days of sustainability that they're doing more than they've done in the past. But anyhow, I love the smell of it. I love the structure of it. By the time, my mother could never cons get us consistently in Catholic school because her money was funny. She was a single parent at, by this time. So in sixth grade, I became like, I had this teacher who was like very serious, you know, she demanded we go to class to mass every day before class. So I went to mass six days a week, Monday through Friday and Sunday, and went to confession on Saturday. Wow. So, you know, um, in seventh grade, I sort of eased up on that because I didn't have the same teacher, you know, who was influencing me. And so one time I went in and I, you know, told the priest that I was, you know, had, had missed mass or confession or whatever. And he said to me, I'll never forget this, that he and God were going to excommunicate me. Oh, wow. Because I had not been consistent. And something about that just did not land right for me. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I don't know. It just, it was upsetting. How can, you know, God just like throw you away because you've not mm -hmm. been consistent? So. Yeah, so that was my, that was my, you know, my introduction to uh, religion and some of the hypocrisy of it. Of it all. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that because that's the reason, and, and this is just my personal opinion, I don't really believe in organized religion because of what you said, like, how can God excommunicate me for not praising God the way that you think? I should or the way that you see fit. And so, you know, it's just a lot of rules, I guess, and regulations to it. But let's, for a second, get back to Stella's for a second. Mm-hmm. Right, because you said that you were uh, a young lady at the time coming to Stella's and, and you had been searching for something. Mm-hmm. Right, and when you got to the society, you, you felt that you were home. Yeah, because they had some of the things that were already a part of my life, or like yoga, meditation, uh -huh vegetarianism i was uh -huh. when i was at howard i became a vegetarian i first read back to eden that took me you know 
on the road. And then I read Dick Gregory's book, um, Cooking with Mother Nature. And I became a raw Um, you know. And a raw What's that? A person who eats raw food. Raw food. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so by the time I, you know, uh, when I came to Osira Set, which it wasn't called that at the time, I don't think it was just called the space and classes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because of those elements, I felt like I was, you know, I had found my tribe. No, so when you came in, did you come in with anybody or like, because we've discovered that some of the people that were back at Stella's knew each other before they came to this uh, societal venture. Did you know anyone? A friend of mine who I met at Howard was the one who taught, told me about the classes, but she, you know, she didn't continue to come herself. Um, yeah. So I didn't know anybody else. Mm -mm. So are, are you still a member of the society? <clears throat> no, no. I left um, Pataris 32. I left 32 years ago. Oh, wow. wow. Pataris 32? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. She's married. She's getting married. married too, isn't she? Oh, and listen, on uh, Malcolm X's birthday and yeah. the reading for her marriage is uh, Heru Kuhuti Hetep. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh. signifiers all over the place so i'm no longer part of the society but like that song said you know osira says in my every breath it's the the teachings are still with me i'm not perfect with them but they inform who i am and because Absolutely. of everything i learned there people think i'm so brilliant i love that <laughs> <laughs> And I absolutely get, you know, because I don't care what went wrong, you know, the fact that, you know, people have these opinions about the leadership and this and that and the other, we right. still learn a lot of truth and that's blessings, you know, that I will forever be appreciative of and for. That's dope. And I was, like I said, I was doing some research and um, you said that you have like a circle of 12 friends. Is, is that, I have is, a, a circle, yeah, a sisterhood. It's 13 of us all together, including me. And uh, as a matter of fact, we had a, a little birthday celebration. They go on girls' trips. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They go on girls' trips, y'all. And drink That's wine right. with each other. Oh, wow. They drink, they drink wine. <laughs> so, so what was that? Look at, check out this picture of me and my crew. Oh, wow. And, at the Siesta Keys Beach in uh, Siesta, Florida. Oh, I know where that's at. Uh, yeah. I was just out there. It's near Tampa. Yeah, Sarasota Beach. So um, what was I saying before that? Uh, you were just telling us about your crew because I was when I was hearing you talk about your crew, I was, I was interested to know that did we know any people in your crew? Uh, yeah, well, one of the reasons why I was interested in coming on this platform is because you had one of my dear friends on here recently well her son um so kenny new kenny new uh, okay, yeah that, his that, mom uh, is one of my dear friends and as a matter of fact when i was in the society she was my um relationship spiritual uh coach or um yeah so yes yeah, so we've been friends for many years 
so so great to hear him and hear him talk. I was loved it the way you all knew his mom's Kemet name. Since my eye, because she's an awesome mother. She is. She is. She is super awesome. Yeah. I actually uh saw Musen in my eye last year for the first time in like forever, probably mm. not since uh. Mueshway's funeral that I seen Musa Saman, and it was, it was dope to see her. You know, we was out yeah, in DC yeah. kicking it. So the other people that you know, well, so my sisterhood is all people from Osiriset. Uh Let oh, me wow. run them down: Moe Tefa, of course, Kese, um, uh, Mudarit, Mudarit, Nazalama, Nazalama, Segera. Uh, Sahu Speet, Nateb, Manachatut Maart, Mudafwa. Oh, wow. Oh, um, uh, Sinsa Maart. Amut Omut. Amut Omut, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did I forget anybody? Mood uh, Kambu. Oh, wow. That's uh, like that's the, the Leonard. It's like the OG Moot Crew. That's what. It's <laughs> so we, we our sister, our name is Ancestors, A N D Sisters, uh, because we all have a some a person in common, which is Moot Jimmy Men. So this mm. is how that we all were close to Jimmy Men, and she mm. came through Moot, um, came to Moot Moitefa and asked, you know, that we come together in her name, and so. Mm. They had used, they used to go out and, you know, sisters groups and stuff like that, um, sisters night out and all, but we made it official, an official group with an official name. That's, that's real interesting because this is kind of the reason why we started our first generation was because of, we were celebrating the passing of Omari, Shechem Shamut's son. Yeah. Right, so yeah, you know, Omari is one of my people on my ancestor list whose name, absolutely, right? You know, I call daily, so yeah, and that's good to see because, like, we all have been friends for 30 and 40 plus years, and to see how you guys are, you know, we would only aspire to do that, you know what I mean, to be another 30, 40 years and still enjoying each other the same way. Yeah, because, you know, I, I think it's, it's an incredible blessing. There's this book called Women Who Run With the Wolves, and it's a book that I feel that every woman should read. You have your book, Amsa? You know I do. You gave me one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I gave that book to, like, 30 women. And, you know, a lone wolf is a vulnerable wolf. Mm. You know, um, people are are... And from ancient times, it used to be in a societal, you know, kind of mm. setting. And so these women, you know, they shore me up. I shore them up. They are part of my, you know, my, who I am as a person, right. you know, so should I, try. yeah. And I think every woman should try to have something like that. You know, they have sororities and things like that. Any woman who is like out here on her own, you know, I would encourage her to, to, to find her tribe and to make it something firm and beautiful. You know, when I was sick, my sisters cooked for me. You know, they're just there for me. When I lost my business and had, didn't have money, you know, people like Mudarit would show up, you know, just give me $500. You know what I'm saying? Like real sisterhood, you know, yeah. not no, 
we just go out and look cute or something. Right. <laughs> right. So got your back and help shore you up. So it's, you know, spiritual, mental, mental and physical support all the way around. It's so beautiful. No, it is beautiful. And you mentioned that you guys came together on behalf of Moot Jimmy Men, right? Well, who was all of that? And she, she was definitely all of that. And um, I was actually watching a, a YouTube clip of, of your mini hairstyles. Uh, it's on. It's actually oh, wow. a, a thing on YouTube where, where you just show all your different hairstyles, and and in that clip, it was the the, the picture of Moot Jimmy Men. Yeah. And, and you know the picture, black the black and white picture of Moot Jimmy Men. That's yeah. super dope. Yeah. Uh, that the twins, and to give a shout out to the twins, they still have in their apartments and everything. But That's an iconic picture. It is. Like, it's like yeah, yeah. But what like I, I, I forgot about that picture. picture Ray Jones, it's iconic, like so beautiful. <laughs> what I forgot yeah. about that picture though is it just wasn't Moo Jimmy Men in the picture. Oh right? yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean the one with the four women? The four women, right? So mm-hmm. Moo Jimmy yeah, Men yeah, has so her own the... individual picture too. Right, That's right, iconic, right. But but the the picture with the four women was uh, right. I was like, wow, that picture is super dope. So can you talk mm-hmm. about the people who were in that picture as well? Because I, I thought I saw um, on the bottom. This, right. And to the right or left of me was Moose and Samad. Moose and Samad. Yeah. And then um, the other side was a sister named Margaret, who's also deceased. Mm. And um, and Moose Jimmy Man. Oh. So can you yeah. talk about how I that? Feel like... Okay, you feel like, Bats, I'm sorry. No, I'm saying I feel like that picture was like, all over Brooklyn. Like, you know how you go to a barbershop and you like, I want that hairstyle. It's like that picture was all over uh, all kinds of shops in New York. I feel yeah, like that, and, that picture and, and was all over the, the world. a lot of hair magazines. And yes, exactly. So can you talk about how you guys took that picture? Because, you know, like, you never start out to say, we want to take this iconic picture, right? It just, right. It just <laughs> happens that way, right? So can you talk about how you guys decided to take that picture? Yeah, the time I was tired of being in my house, I had been in my house for a long time doing hair. So I was kind of sequestered. You know, my world was a Sarasat doing hair and that was basically it. And, you know, being with my friends, going to rituals, you know. Um, So I wanted to break out. So I started working at this iconic salon called Canaps. And uh, Canaps had a uh, sort of resident photographer named Preston Phillips. And who is the photographer? Yeah. And so we, uh, I, you know, booked to do a photo shoot with him, each one of our hairstyles. And then he suggested that we all, you know, um, like come together in the picture. And I have done so many shoots and tried to do that again. And I only have one other shoot that it really worked out where, you know, like a, a group picture was really mm-hmm. like that kind of impactful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the makeup artist, uh, let me not forget, is the late, great Roxana Floyd for anybody who mm-hmm. knows her. She did the hair of uh, Whitney Houston and, mm-hmm. you know, Latif- Queen Latifah and Angela Bassett and all these great people. But she was my first did my first uh, photo shoot and many photo shoots after that. And then she got so big, she was like, Anu, I can't do your photo shoots, but whenever you need your makeup done, I'll do it Mm. for you. Yeah, she's awesome. So I don't know if you like to name drop or not. Well, while you're talking about people, you know, celebrities or whatever, can you give us a few of the people that we might know that you've done their hair? 
Oh my God. It's such a long list. You, you know, I actually wrote, I started making a list because there were so many people that I forgot. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find that. I, I always remember Stevie Wonder for some reason. <laughs> that always comes to my mind. Yes. Stevie, nobody's going to forget Stevie. Um, nope. Yeah. So um, let me see. Stevie Wonder, Angela Bassett, um, um, Alfre Woodard. Um, wow. Uh, Regina Ooh. King. Alfre. That Who? was for Crooklyn with Alfre Woodard. That was Ooh, like, for Crooklyn. Yeah. Oh. One film from... that nobody saw by Spike Lee. What? That is one of my that I watch that at least once or twice a year. Uh, I can't say that one. I actually because because I know where it was filmed and I was watching it being filmed when they built the fake buildings over there. I, that's iconic. Movie. I, I I, I'll never it. forget that movie. I actually went to the movie theaters to see that movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> and my guy, I went with my guy. This is when I was living in Baltimore. Me and my guy went. We was like, oh, it's Crooklyn? We're about to go see Crooklyn. And he's from <laughs> Harlem, too, right? right? So the whole entire movie, he was clowning me. He was like, yo, that was the worst <laughs> movie ever, bro. I was like, yo, man, get out of here, man. <laughs> So some of the other celebrities are Imran, Oprah Winfrey. Oh wow! Price. Um, I didn't do his hair, but someone who used to come to our salon was Lenny Kravitz when we were in Tribeca. Oh wow! I was cool. really impressed by that because not only did he come and get his hair groomed at our salon, he had locks at the time. Every single time he would come, he would you know ask the front desk if he could you know let me know that he wanted to come to my office. He would come in and he was like. You know how you doing? I just want to check on you. I mean, he. I was like, this man was raised right. <laughs> right. Grandmother raised him, you know, partially in Brooklyn. So yeah, he he gave me that dap. I was so impressed. You know, oh, um, he would just stop in and say, you know, how you doing? Things like that. Uh, some of the other people, gosh, Brandy. Um. So many salons used to come to the salon, but this is after nice. I stopped doing hair. Um, it's a long list. You know, like I said, I had to start writing a list, but I don't have it up here, so I don't remember. No, we listening <laughs> to you. So so let's talk about how you got Kevin King started. Like, what made you decide that you wanted to now go into actually doing the hair and making right. a business for yourself? How did that come um, you know, I was doing hair. I was, um, you know, my business was growing. Um, and by this time I was living in Harlem, I was doing hair out of my apartment. And, um, you know, one day, um, since in my art, since in my art reminded me that I came up with this name, Kamek Kinks. Um, so to me, the name translates as African hair. Um, yeah. And so, I, I just felt it was so fitting. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, like I said in the intro, a lot of my friends worked at Kemi Kinks. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah, it's a training ground. And, and we had a Sakani on the on the podcast a, a few weeks ago, and she actually talked about working at Kemi Kinks and how much money she was making. And <laughs> yeah. Because at the time, a lot of the, the girls were teenagers that mm -hmm. that worked at that Kemi Kinks and. And they really uh, appreciate it. Could you talk about some of the people from our circle that you may have employed over the years? Yeah. So what happened was, um, you know, people used to tell me when I was in Harlem, oh, your work is so good. You should, you know, try to get it into Essence magazine. And I was 
I wasn't interested in pursuing things like that. I just put my head down and did my work. I was like, if I'm supposed to be in Essence Magazine, they'll call me, which is what happened. Wow. Um, so once they, you know, um, did a photo shoot and put our photos in the magazine, by that time, the goddess brace was out. It just blew up. And I could no longer handle the volume of people. I went from receiving like seven calls a day to 70. Wow. We were calling from all parts of the U.S. that I didn't even know. Black people lived in like North and South Dakota. (laughs) You know, uh, Canada. I mean, it was just wild. And so I said to my friends, you know, I need help. Um, You know, can your daughters work? You know, come. Can I train them? And they said, yes. So, so who was the original team? Like who was the when original you team them? was Seshuay, mm-hmm. Metret, Nakani, mm-hmm. and um, Mutnatev's daughter uh, Habiba. Habiba. Oh wow! Habiba. Yeah, and then I brought on a couple of people outside of them, which was Tomasa. I don't know if you guys know. Tomasa. I remember Tomasa. Yeah, yeah. and then oh. uh, from Senegal. So yeah, but that that was the first crew. Yeah, they, and they were so amazing. They were just so amazing. You know, to work with young girls, not only young girls who, of course, are talented. All you have to do is show them the right way to do something. Right. And their minds are open, their hearts are open, they do it. But, you know, they came from a background and where there was, you know, there was n- never any drama, never any disrespect. You know, they took my lead of t- treating our clients like they deserve to be treated because my whole thing is I want black people to be served on the highest level because that's what they deserve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I had a, I had and still have a a very serious um, perspective about customer care. And so that's what set Kami Kings apart from other salons. They were just doing hair and a lot of them just doing hair because it makes money. I was doing hair to not only beautify my sisters and show them how beautiful their own hair was, but also to take care of their hair because I had lost my hair. And I know how important it is to have healthy hair. So that was my inspiration for the customer care. And plus, you know, I just love beauty and luxury and I just wanted to give my clients the best that that I could offer them. Oh, I just thought of one of my famous people that I um, would like to mention. Please mention. Uh, Angela Davis. Oh, oh my wow. God. Oh, yeah. She came to Cami Kings and she came to the, you know, Halsey Street shop. Mm. When she walked in, her just her presence mm. elevated the whole energy in the space. She's such a queen, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So intelligent on every level, you know, emotionally intelligent, you know, intellectual, spiritually intelligent, just, whew. That was a beautiful experience. <laughs> that really had to be a beautiful experience, especially like you said, when you were a teenager, you were kind of emulating the people that were uh, in the public eye with Afros. That, yeah. so that, that, was, that was that was that was that's dope. That's that's full circle. So yeah. when you had these people come to you, Kemi Kinks, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the process is, but would you give them tips on how to better take care of their hair when they leave you, or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. That was a part of the whole thing. How to take care of your hair, how to make it last long, how to, you know, make sure you don't lose your hair by leaving it in too long or, 
taking it out too too much in a hurry, you know. And one of the things that um, you know I asked Angela Davis was, how does she survive being incarcerated? And she said, meditation and yoga. Oh wow! Wow. Yes. So yeah, she's a very beautiful sister. So yeah, so there will be all those kinds of conversations, you know, happening in the salon. You know, uh, water meets its own level. So we attracted a high quality clientele. You now, know, you, you guys really did it. It's funny, and I say this because, and this is really how I feel. Like we tend to take uh, you guys for granted, and and I mean people like yourself, uh, Dr. Kokai, um, Carol's daughter. Um, Lisa Price, you know the lady, because and, and not for granted, but I mean just like because you guys kind of raised us, it's not like you guys are, are this big superstar. Right? Yeah. When well, other but people it's see like you guys, your parents, if you have great parents, you take them for granted because you think everybody's supposed to have great parents. <laughs> right. It's a natural thing, so I don't mind. I always well, feel very much uh, respected and appreciated whenever I want to run into any, you know. First generation people. No, no, we and, and, and we definitely. I'm sorry, have a lot of respect for you, but I mean, it's just like I don't know how to really describe it. Like people be like, I was gonna say, I don't take you for granted at all. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a skill very early on um, that I've been able to use my whole life. When I tell people that I've been braiding hair professionally, like making money doing it since I was like 12 years old, me and Arash were braiding buddies together. And then, and we've both grown up to, to do hair and to have our own hair businesses and to work with each other and to work for you as well. I don't take it for granted at all. No, yeah, I'm very wait. appreciative of it. And, and I recognize how this skill being given to me at such a young age changed what I could do for myself and like the decisions that I can make for myself. I can quit a job. I could quit a job in my twenties. I would quit a job. Deuces. I do hair, y'all. I make more money at home. Like, are you kidding me? I make more money when I stay at home than when I come to your job, people. So I out. But yes, I have the it's power very to empowering. Do that. Yes. Yeah. It's very definitely. empowering. And, and it, it creates a sense of independence and mm -hmm. self-assurance. And, you know, it is my belief that, um, you know, I, I never really take ownership of it because oh. I feel that I was just a vessel for the ancestors. They wanted someone to bring this, you know, this this beauty and this 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 gift to to our women. And I was just one of those ones who were chosen to bring forth, you know, this knowledge that we are beautiful just the way we are just the way God made us. Our hair is gorgeous. Our skin is gorgeous. You know, we are beautiful people, the original people. Hey. The original Absolutely. People. Well, so was that a part of, you know, like when you started Tammy Kingston and, and involving these young ladies, was that part of it, like to empower them to have, like Emsa said, a skill later on in life? Or was that just like a yeah, byproduct yeah. of it? It, it's a byproduct of it. I had, I had, um, I was having a conversation with one of the young guys in the Sarah set who was my age, and he said to me that he was always jealous of the fact that we were taught to braid hair, to do oh. hair when we were younger, because he's like, all of you guys have always been able to make money, and he's like, we as the young men weren't given a skill like that. You know what I mean? That no matter they just what put us out the house. Like, they had this, they, <laughs> 
you can just put you out of the house, unless you went to college. Yeah, just play. Go off to school. <laughs> no, I, I, I no skills. I, I definitely have to agree with that young person that said that because, and, and yeah, not that it was. Take it lightly. It's ser- it, ma- it made so much sense to me. I was like, you know what? You were right. He's like, am you? I used to do his hair when we were in high school and charge him a little 15, 20. I used to do Kemwa's hair. Like, no, it's, it means something. It, it, it was very empowering and he was, he was envious of it. I, I wouldn't so, no. be envious. I, I think it was just super dope for you guys. Uh, but it, it would have been great if there was some Atef at the time that had some kind of business that we could, uh, you know, kind of apprentice in. And, and move yeah. up through the ranks. But, you know, it wasn't really anything like that for us. And, you know. And it could have been something just like barbering. You know what I mean? It could have been uh-huh. barbering. Because at some point, Kemet Kings Incorporated, they were, started hiring barbers. It wasn't just braiding. They were men stylists. They were barbers. They were, you know what I mean? If someone had just taught you that barbering, even just that. Like, I know it was a little while where Akshem used to cut hair and like, you know what I mean? Even that, if that was nurtured a bit more, that would have been awesome. No, it would have been awful. But let's kind of stick to uh, what we're here to talk about, right? So, you know, Muronu, I always thought that Kemi Kinks would kind of spread his wings, right? And uh, one of my friends, Seshue Orkmut, Thais Mandulo, I'm going to give her a super <laughs> shout out. Um, I always thought that she would kind of move into the to the franchisee role of, of Kemi Kinks, like if you guys opened another shop this this is how i saw it in my mind i don't know how you saw it in your mind but you know she would like open a kemi kinks like in atlanta someplace or california someplace did you did you not want to franchise the kemi kinks or how did that work out i wanted to do all the above you know i you know i had at the point that i closed kemi kinks in january of 2019 as my astrologer said to me and i wholeheartedly believe her i had been in the building for many years, but I wasn't, my body was in the building, but I had left, you know, I was burnt out. I was tired. I couldn't really find a way to pass the business on to people who were ready to take up that mantle and, you know, and give it justice. Um, uh, so it just didn't happen that way. And, you know, at the time of the closing, um, you know, people were upset and, 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 disappointed but it was the best thing ever because what 12 months later here comes a, a pandemic and mm-hmm. i certainly want to wouldn't have wanted to be owning a brick and mortar business during that mm-hmm. and so. so that's the that's a great transition to the next thing so what did you do next after you uh closed the uh, kami kinks well from the beginning of kami kinks well not you know, before I even had the name Cammy Kings, when I first started braiding hair, like I said, I was in college. So all my clients were primarily students, those people involved in art or culture. So they all had their hair natural. Um, but then when this movie 10 came out and the general public now wanted to come get their hair braided, many of them had very damaged hair, missing hairlines from overprocessing. And so I began making um, hair oils to help heal their hair and scalp using essential oils, using botanicals. So all throughout the career of Cam and Kings, I had these oils that people would come to, you know, come to get from us, even if they stopped coming to us because they changed their hairstyle or they moved out of town. When they would come in town, they would pick up the oils. So I've had these oils for, you know, over four decades. 
And so I had expanded on that while I was at Kami Keys and started making body butters and other things in the line. So now I have a new business, Anu Essentials. I separated it, you know, from Kami Kings is Anu Essentials. And the word essentials is in the name because all my products are infused with essential oils because of the healing power of them. I'm just oh. so impressed. And I became so enamored with essential oils that I wanted to put real rose and real jasmine in the body butters and it didn't work. You couldn't smell them because you, it would take so much, it would be cost prohibitive. And I was like, I have to find out what these oils are being used for if they're not using products like this. And I found out they were used to make perfumes. So I'm a perfumer. I began studying perfumery. Oh, wow. And so my tagline is, you know, my products are created to inspire body, mind, and spirit. So I have hair and body products for the body. Um, for the mind and the spirit, I, I carry raw resins like frankincense and myrrh. Um, and I call, and I also carry resins on a stick, which are frankincense and myrrh and sage and cedar wood on, you know, incense sticks. And they're very high quality. They're great for using to, um, to cleanse, purify, and set the tone of your home to cleanse it or to just lift the vibration and to make it smell good. And uh, I also do spiritual spritzers and I call them spritzers because when I was calling them spiritual baths, people thought you put them in the bathtub. So <laughs> well, so can you tell me about what a body butter is? Because I'm not quite sure that I, is it like lotion or how does that work? Body butter is like a lotion. It's an emollient for your skin. I don't, I no longer make body butters because um, mm. I started having someone make them for me and the, the, the minimums that I would have to purchase, it just didn't work for me financially. Right. So now I make luxury body oils uh, using high quality body oils. He doesn't even use lotion. He's like, what is the body butter? It's like, uh, I don't even want to see your elbows, Ken Wong. So anyhow, <laughs> so a body butter is like a cream. It's, most of them are made from shea butter, you know? Um, with other butters, like a, a mango butter, cocoa butter, and then you add your, you know, your fragrances. But a lot of people use synthetic fragrances, and this is the difference with Anu Essentials. Most, 99% of my products are made with real resins from the tree, oh, wow. uh, real flower essences, etc. So because of that, and I, I would like people to visit my website, I'm doing a 15% off uh, for generation, first generation, oh, no. the first gen. When you get to the shopping cart, you put in first gen as your discount code. Oh, wow. And it and it's going to be available until May 1st. I set that up before I came on here. Wow, that's, so, that's super dope. You. We appreciate you more than... <laughs> hey, how come my claps are so short? I want a long clap. <laughs> we'll give you the whole thing. How about that? Let's hear it. Well, that's that's all we got on on on. on. <laughs> Y'all are fired. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You fired, man. You, you, you're not technical support anymore. This is budget. This is a budget a budget podcast. We budget. <laughs> So uh, are you all on Anchor? 
we we are on anchor, but we are on anchor. That's how we. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, because I heard your little uh, ad with the two cute little babies. Oh my lord, that was so sweet. <laughs> those are my kids. <laughs> those are your children. Yeah, those are my kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. They are not so sweet so anymore. They're 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 <laughs> preteens now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I heard you say you live somewhere weird. Like, where do you live? Who me? The Twin Cities. Yeah, the Twin Cities. I live in Minnesota. Live we do. <laughs> I live. You know where I live? I live, I live. uh I live by George Floyd. You know where the whole oh, wow. George Floyd thing happened? Yep. Yeah, I live like yeah. three blocks from there. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It's cold out there, right? It's freezing. Like, it's freezing. Yeah. And it's snowed yeah. is what it is. It's still cold outside. It just snowed last Sunday. And I, I, I'm not telling you. Oh, my Jesus. What made it's you go out there? Uh, you know, I was... um. <sighs> so this is, this is really what happened. And I'll tell you what happened. Uh, my grandmother died in 01. Oh, okay. And so when my grandmother died, I, you know, I, I had... I was back and forth between New York and Baltimore. And I was just like, I, I really wanted to... A big change, and, and Minnesota was a big change. And I, you know, I got a cousin out here. We're we're the same age. She's a month older than me. That's why I tell people she's a month older than me, but she thinks she's my mom. And so <laughs> she was like, "Come on now," because her her dad had passed a few years before that too, and he left our house. So she was like, "You come on out." And I was like, "I'm gonna go out there and try it out for five years." Uh, I'm getting ready to be in the Baltimore area. You get ready to be in the Baltimore area? Yeah. I'm like, leaving New York. Oh, you getting ready to move out? Oh, you're leaving New York, really? Mm, Yes. That's interesting. I was moving down that way anyway because my mom was, you know, had been sick for a long time. My sister had been, you know, her primary help. And, uh, but my mom passed in December, but I decided I'm still moving down there because I've been wanting to leave New York since I left for college. I was like, I'm never coming back to this crazy, dirty, ugly town. And I ended up being here for four more decades, you know. Oh my gosh. I wish, it's just, it's I wish just the old. listeners could see your face <laughs> when she said four more decades. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know, because I had a brick and mortar business now. Now I have a business I could take anywhere I want to go. Oh, I knew a city. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but awesome. you, you know what you didn't give the website though, so that uh people can go and um check you out. I did onuessentials.com, onuessentials.com. So onu, A-N-U, essentials, E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. And when you get there, sign up for my newsletter. I have a weekly newsletter that is the bomb. So, yeah. And don't forget to use First Gen at the um, checkout for your 15% discount. And awesome. We'll pin the, I don't even know what that means, but yeah. Okay, great. We'll, <laughs> we'll pin the website. Yeah, he's a little uh, technically social media challenged. I am. I am. So you said the second part was going to be about the spirituality or the community. Did you ask me everything you want to ask me about that? No, or? we, we kind of, uh, I kind of glossed yeah, over it a little bit, but we, we, I do have, uh, I'm curious to know because, you know, like you said, you left the society, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but was it, and you don't have to get into specifics, but was it a big difference from when it was just 
uh, on 138th Street, and uh, and then did things, I guess, progress worse than you thought? I, I don't know how, how that works out. Like, I don't know why you would want to leave the society is what I'm asking if, when you felt that you were home. Okay. Um, because, you know, um, the main reason for me was that, you know, sometimes you come to a place and then you receive what you need and you move on. One of the greatest things that happened to me, even in my career, with, you know, because as Cami Kings was growing, I was training my stylist. Eventually, my top stylist would want to leave and go on. And right. I never wanted to hold them back. But I read, um, if any of you ever read the autobiography of Miles Davis, I learned so much from reading that book about how, you know, Miles had all the greats worked with him before they became big. Herbie Hancock, Tony Williams, you know, all these great jazz musicians. And it's about letting people go so they can spread their wings and fly. And so um, I felt that I had received what I needed most from Osiris said it wasn't feeding me anymore. I had a lot of frustrations with the structure. Um, so yeah, it was time for me to just move on in that way. But um, forever will hold Osiris set in my heart and tell people that is my foundation. I love the Shechem or Shechem. Uh, without apology or hesitation. I just have to say that. I love him because of what comes through him, you know, and how he gave it to us, you know. He's not perfect He's because guess what? He's in this human body like the rest of us. Absolutely. You know? um, but he, I think he tried his best to give us what he had to give us, and I'm forever grateful. That's, that's a great perspective because... I have an affinity for, for him as well, right? Because, and, and not so much for the teachings because when I was a part of the society, I didn't really care about any of the teachings. So I, I didn't really study, but <laughs> <laughs> I have an affinity for him because of what he allowed us to create, if that makes any sense, mm -hmm. right? So we are now in a space where we have this first generation uh, group and you know, my friends are still my friends because of the time that we spent in the society. And so, you know, because I, you were a part of a society and you see how you're different from other people your age, right? Mm -hmm. Facts. You know, just, just in terms of self-control and self, you know, possession, you know, you don't let yourself. Yeah. It's, what, what did you say, Imsa? I said self-awareness as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like all of us are way more self-aware than other people are, you know? Yeah. The consciousness. That yeah, that just constant monitoring of like, just checking in with yourself and why you're feeling the way you're feeling is something that other people don't necessarily have that I feel like all of us kind of do. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. so this first generation group is feeding you, right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. I'm so glad you guys came together in a, in a formal kind of way to, con you know, because what you do and how you live your life is influencing, you, you know, your children in the next generation, you know, and that will influence their children. And so it's a beautiful thing. We have to give thanks. You have to give credit where credit is due. Definitely. Definitely have to give credit to the, you know, we wouldn't be here without any of uh, any of this. Yeah, because I have people now who refer to a Sarah said as a cult. I was like, yeah, it's a cult. You <laughs> and all that cult stuff you learned there, like the right. you know. So don't come to me with no cult crap. But I, I can't wait to right. make questions. 
<laughs> this is a who question? Bacon. bacon. <laughs> Which is what? No, bacon. B A C O N. Bacon. Oh, what do I know? You're hilarious. You you are hilarious. <laughs> That's, so, that's the question that you brought it up. Right. <laughs> when was the last time you had some bacon? And when you had <laughs> the last time I had bacon, I wasn't even in junior high school, probably junior high school. Oh wow. But I had oh, a wow. bacon experience recently that really <laughs> So what had happened? Really? I was staying at a friend's house you know, a childhood friend who I hadn't seen in many years. And I was passing through, you know, the Baltimore area and she lives in Bowie and she invited me to stay at her house. And so the next day I was, you know, going to get on the road early, but you know how we are, we travel with our food. So I had my non-dairy yogurt, my, um, uh, my granola and my berries. And so I was going to have that. I was finishing packing up when the smell of baking started wafting up the steps to where I was, you would have thought the house was on fire. You should have seen me getting out there because I was so scared I was going to get in my hair and my clothes and my... <laughs> so yeah, uh, no bacon. No bacon? Nope. No bacon. That's right. That's, that's like 99 to 6. That's I just want to point it out to like 99 to 6 because but you know, I, I don't eat bacon either. I just want to point that out, Muno. No, I don't eat pork or anything. Right? Look, I don't judge people by what they eat because what they eat don't affect my digestive system. I'm just That's saying right. I, I have a high sensitivity to smell. You know, yeah. as a perfumer, when I smell something, I experience, and I don't like experiencing bacon for some reason or any pork. <laughs> you know, so I had to get out of there. She was like, "You're not gonna have no coffee." I was like, "No, no, no! I really gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! My son, I, I think my son is like that. He he comes in the kitchen. He said, "Dad, you making eggs again?" Oh, I can't stand the smell of eggs. And then I turn around and eat a piece of bacon. He's twelve. He's twelve. He's 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 trying to figure it out. I guess you know. Yeah. We'll see. You know, Mudanu, this was this was a really great conversation because. Like I said, we got to talk to someone who was not in our peer group. That's a great way to say right. that, right? Yeah. And we've been we've been one to bring uh, some of our some adults on the show. Adults, like we're not adults. You mean the real first generation? You mean the real first the generation? Right. How, did, how did you all come up with first generation when you all are the second generation? That's one thing I want to know. You know why? Because why? we're the kids. And so for us, we're the ones who this has kind of been our whole life. Like we don't know a life before a lot of us don't really or don't really remember or it wasn't very long or this has been our life we're the first it's our younger siblings like I feel like by the time they got to my little brothers we were the experimental kids we were the experimental ones <laughs> <laughs> I got it I got it I always want to know that you know we were that first it's like oh well, let's feed these kids this tofu and this nut butter and see what what happens let's see and how palm oil. we were that first 
group of like guinea pig kids. So yeah, I think they're weird at first. By the time the other ones came around, they had switched up things. It was, uh... it was a little and I just want to say, Emsa came to work at Cam and Kinks in the later years. You know, mm-hmm. not shortly before we closed, like a year or two before we closed, and she brought such a sweetness and calmness and beauty and talent to Cammy King. So thank you, Emsa, for that. Oh, wow. Thank you for having me. It was yeah, it was a privilege and and an honor to be able to say that I worked at the illustrious Cammy King. Like, <laughs> no, no, it really is. Like 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 I was saying earlier, no, because people <laughs> really be like, yo, you know the lady that ran like, Cammy Kinks? Like they they be like, they can't even fathom that idea. It's just it's just crazy. It's, no, it's mm-hmm. been like my the kid's mom has her brother i went i was over in his room the other day and i saw he had the maduna tear book and, <laughs> right and like, i'm like yeah. oh that's that's crazy like that you would actually read that but you know it is what it is he was yeah yeah tell him i know the guy who wrote that he's probably like i tell him that all the time you know yeah, I was. I once did a photo shoot with Essence Magazine for Cassandra Wilson. Y'all know Cassandra Wilson, mm-hmm. jazz vocalist, the singer. Yeah, yeah. She and she was at the photo shoot reading the Maduna Terrace. Oh, the Maduna wow. Terrace shows up, shows up all different kinds of places. You know, they showed up in Barbados. And when I told them that I grew up, like you know, in the community, and they were like, "You came from the source." <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it was funny. They it was me and the rash, and they were so like, they were just watching us to to see like if we were gonna levitate and if we just <laughs> ate grapes and just drank coconut water and like <laughs> we were like, no, we're regular. We eat fried tofu. <laughs> like <laughs> we drink beer and eat fried tofu. Okay, so no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they people outside they, of our circle put all of these people yeah. on a pedestal, and it's. You know, it's interesting to see, like, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So we, on this show, we like to uh, give people their flowers also with us. And we want to go ahead and give you your flowers uh, because you are an icon. Uh, You have influenced a whole era of natural hair care and natural hair care products. And, you know, all the styles that came out of the 80s and the 90s, you know, it's still influenced to this day in African culture and, you know, all the hairstyles that the young ladies and, you know, people are still wearing to this day, you know, came from that. So you were, you know, our icon in the cell say you was our icon for, you know, African hair braiding culture. So we just want to go ahead and give you your flowers while you're still here. Thank you. Thank you so much. That, that, that was really well said, Fats. You know, sometimes I, I got to point this out. You you do come up with some gems. Some... <laughs> and you know what I want to say about our new essentials, just to you know, to bring this all the way around, is that um, what many of the things that I learned about the deities. Uh, and Oseraset influenced my perfumery business. Like uh, I have different perfumes that are, were like an ode to certain deities. Like I have a Sita perfume um, and that is an ode to, you know, Hetheru, Oshun. I have one called Shaman that's for like Osir. 
So my perfumes are not just to smell good. They're also to help uplift oh. your spirit, you know, Absolutely. And because the, in the world that we live in, everybody has just overuse of a couple of the senses, the eyes, number one, we're constantly looking on social media, on our computers, on our phones and listening to music and listening to music and listening to, you know, TV and, you know, Netflix and whatever. And the sense of smell is one of the strongest, most beautiful. You know, we used to be able to find our food from our sense of smell, but because we don't have to forage for our food, right. we just go to the store and buy it. You know, people just just don't realize the power of how smelling something can shift your mood, shift your consciousness. Oh, you know, like memory. yeah, and I mean, and oh, memory for real, and. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most people don't even realize that when they taste food, they're they're actually most of the part of tasting food is smelling it. Mm -hmm. You know, if without that sense of smell, you the mm -hmm. taste mm -hmm. is totally different. Um, so yeah, and there's a lot of attention around that now because of COVID, because it's one of the things that it affects is people's mm -hmm. sense of smell. Right. I mean, uh, there's a a, um, a term for people who cannot smell anomsia. An anomsia. I'm not probably pronouncing it correctly um but yeah there some people are born like that with no sense of smell I would oh, wow. just if I cannot smell you know and I and, and it was when I was doing hair that I started realizing that I had a heightened sense of smell because I after sitting with a client for you know five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve hours <laughs> their smells would come up to me and I uh -huh. could smell I could smell their lifestyle coming out of their pores, if they smoke cigarettes, if they drank, if they eat pork, all of that would start just coming up from being sitting in a space that long, you know, it starts coming out of your pores. Um, so yeah, that's when I realized I had a, you know, a heightened sense of smell. And I just, I love stuff to smell beautiful. You know, when people come into my house, I buy, I burn so much resins and stuff. When I came back from my vacation, I went on vacation for my birthday with my sisters. And when I came nice. back, I had been gone for four days, five days. When I walked in, I was like, oh my God, it smells so good in here. And I hadn't burned anything for days, you know, I had, and I have a cat you know, and still my house smelled like refreshing, you know, uplifting. So well, I have some I, of the highest quality resins. I get my frankincense from Oman, you know, which is a part of the UAE. Those trees are very ancient. I get my myrrh from there. Just really high quality botanical ingredients. So yeah, I hope, I hope you guys will check it out. You know, I am going to go buy some right now. <laughs> I can it. I've used them. I use them. They are excellent. It's like the best incense. You can, you can feel the quality. You can smell the quality. You yeah. can, you can um, immediately. You see, like, oh, this is different incense. Yeah. This is different resin. This is the the frankincense that comes in the jars. I absolutely love. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. good quality. That's right. Get, so get some of that good quality, and don't forget, yeah. Mudo no. News been so gracious as to allow us to uh, get a discount just for being who you guys are, and so I think that's super awesome. So go out and get my your boss orders your resins as well. Her house smells like your frankincense. She burns it every day. Really? <laughs> we're we're in Tennessee. The Memphis, yeah, Roblin, Roblin Webb. Oh my God, she brought she. That's your boss. 
She's oh my a girlfriend God. of mine as well. She's why I'm here in Memphis. Like she is who runs these uh, charter what? schools that I that I work for. That's but yeah, amazing. Yeah. She buys she's so like, much Frankenstein. Yeah. She's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Why are you be holding back on like you know the dope information inside us? <laughs> That's so wild. I, I, I had to mention her because she was like, "Tell her that I bought her." It's like, she's gonna know. She's gonna know. Tell her. I'm like, I'll tell her. I'll tell her. Yes, she is. She's so. She's sweet. a big fan. She's, so she's a, a big fan. Yeah. That's dope. You know how much. Um, she has to buy for you to know her, this lady. That's yes. that's a lot of stuff no, that she buys. She said that. She goes, she's gonna know me because I she, order from Because she buys in volume. Okay. When I tell you know, that she buys in volume every day. Yeah, yeah. you remember them. Mm-hmm. I mean, she. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's in, and you know, frankincense. Oh my God, I don't know. Awesome. I love it, it. You know, I think that so much of what we do take for granted is how so much of our ancient history from ancient Kamet is infused in us and comes to us in this life. You know, mm-hmm. I know that in ancient Kamet, the styles I did are on the, mm-hmm. you know, are on the, the walls, are, uh, absolutely. On the hieroglyphs, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the burning of the ugents and the burning of the resins, you know, to help elevate you you know mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know if you smell something that smells good it it shifts your energy it's like mm-hmm. aromatherapy it's like if you smell something that smells bad you know you just ugh. it can make you feel irritable mm-hmm. you know like how how you feel when you're driving through you know the jersey turnpike mm-hmm. and that, <laughs> that smell comes up I have my spiritual spritzers in my car <laughs> for those kind of moments. And now I have weed wafting into my car. I pull out my spritzers and purify my space, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I'm listening. You guys made me so happy to give me this opportunity to talk about what I love. Yeah, and, and I really appreciate you. I'm so proud of you guys. And uh, I started listening to, you know, after I heard Kenny knew that I went back and listened to some of the other, and I want to listen to all of them because I love cool. you know, what you're doing. You'll be one of our 10 listeners. Holy <laughs> 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 oh, no. get out of town, for real. No, you know, no it's about it 12. Like 20 of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, y'all got to do some more ads with those babies. <laughs> I'll try to get on like with them. They're, they're all over the place now, you know. <laughs> Trying to get them to do stuff with me is it's like I'm the, the not coolest person ever. It, it was funny. Now you know how it feels. Now you know how your parents felt. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was someplace this weekend. I was working this weekend. And the little girl came up to me. She was like, um, excuse me. I was like, yes. She said, um, aren't you Dominique's dad? I said, oh, shoot, I have a, my whole own name, little girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I am Dominique's dad. How about that? <laughs> that is, it's great to see the little kids growing up. But before we let you get up out of here, Muranu, because um, we could probably go on and on and on and on. Do you have any tips that you like to give the, the people out there for, uh, you know, taking care of their hair or their body or anything that you would like to leave the people with before we let you go? 
Yes, I would like to say, you know, there's been so much said about self-care and self-care is important. You can't really truly give to others if you don't give to yourself. Mm. So, you know, one of my biggest things that I've always done for myself has gotten harder as I've gotten older, but all through my life until recently, sleep, I get my rest. I used to go to bed at like 10 o'clock every night because I worked hard, you know, and I've always been an early riser. So I, I would say don't underestimate, you know, the healing power of getting your rest. Um, <clears throat> also, in terms of hair and skin, rest, you know, again, will help with that. Uh, make sure you're doing your exercises today. Let me check my bit, Fitbit. <laughs> Today I have 17,059 steps I did. Oh wow. my. Wow. I just you want to tell you something more than this is this is um because if you think about this, we really never spend a lot of time around each other. And I'm talking about you and I on a one-on-one -on -one basis, right? So I I really didn't know what to expect. You know, having a conversation with you. But uh-huh. Uh, listening to you, talking with you, <laughs> you obviously are super smart. We we want to say that, but you remind me a lot of Natrek. And, and <laughs> does Natrek remind you of me? Okay. Well, uh, right. Natrek is my friend, right? So you will remind me of Natrek. But uh, in the sense that, and I don't know if people know this about Natrek, but she is super dorky. Like she is just. Just, but she's just the coolest person ever. But and you guys remind me of each other, so I just wanted to to say that before I let well, you. That's know. one of my daughters. Okay, I love my Treddy. You like this? And you know what's a great episode for you to listen to? Who don't know is the episode with the tread on there? Because oh really? Yes, the tread. You know because I sometimes when I look, it doesn't show the names of who's. Uh. And then sometimes it shows it. I, I guess it depends on, I don't know what it depends on, how I went into it or what. I have to go back and, and, and take a look at all that. Yeah, yep, because I, I definitely yeah. want to. But her episode is uh, something 550. The 550 Takeover. That's the Tress episode. Okay, 550 Takeover. <laughs> yeah, and then okay. on that episode, we talked about, because I, I don't know if you noted that her daughter is born on Medicus' birthday. <coughs> Wow. And we talked about either. how, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but we, August 1st. August yeah. 1st. And, yeah. and we talked about mm -hmm. that and how she had a dream about Moo Jimmy Men. And I'm just going to leave it there because I, I really do want you to take a listen. And it was okay. it was super special, uh, especially yeah. having you on the show and how much Moo Jimmy Men meant to you, how much mm -hmm. she meant to, to all of us is uh is pretty dope. Yeah, Moo Jimmy Men came to me one day and she was like, oh, I knew uh, you need help. I was like, I do. She's like, yeah, why don't you let me answer the phones? You know, because I, I'm so, you know, when your people think I just blew up, it wasn't like that. It was a gradual process. You know, I started doing here in 78 and I blew up in 90. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's when Essence came knocking. So that was like more than a decade. You know what I mean? So it's a gradual. So when things happen gradually, you don't notice. Sometimes you don't notice how it's changed and I was like, you know, wearing 59 hats and she came in and, you know, the customers fell in love with her, with her charm and her sweetness and her style. And yeah, she was a great asset to um, Cami Kings. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely listen to that. 
but you were asking me about tips. So, you know, brush your teeth, floss. Um, <laughs> these things are important because teeth, uh, you know, a lot of people are afraid of the dentist or don't go to the dentist as much as they should. And your teeth can affect your health in terms of your organs. You know, I went to school for a little while for Chinese medicine, so I know a little bit, oh. enough to get in trouble. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so make sure you take care of your teeth, make sure you get your rest, drink your water, eat your green vegetables every day, no matter what else you're eating, make sure you get that. And I'm on this kale salad thing. Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't even have to cook vegetables if I have my kale salad, but sometimes I do both. And when you go to the bathroom and it's just like a, a spiritual experience. <laughs> that's right. That's what's Kale. up. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I love kale. <laughs> and another thing that I've been eating a lot of recently is um, millet. You know, you guys know millet wow. is like one of the first mm. grains, like the ancient grain. It's mm. so dry, it's so right? Dry. So you have to make a, a, a sauce for it. Or what mm -hmm. I'm doing when I'm in a rush, I just put olive oil in it with a little brags, stir it around, put like some pine nuts in it or a couple of, you know, blonde raisins or something or or capers, anything to spice it up. It is so good. It, it'll make you like sing when you leave the bathroom. You'll be like, oh. mm. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard a million in, yeah, in millet is, right? no, it is the, they it's call it the king of grains oh wow the king of grains it's, it's really awesome yeah wow. so you know take care of your health just do the things you you know that you came up with i don't need to tell you guys just remember to do those things you know absolutely but like i said i had over seventeen thousand steps in today you know i'm still practicing yoga i'm still doing my aerobics you know yeah so uh take care of yourself. So, because if you take care of yourself, I tell people, if you really love your children, show them that you love them by taking care of yourself. That right. way they don't have to Absolutely. take care of you. Taking care of you, you know, Absolutely. until the very end, but not right. like, you know, so that's really important because I saw that firsthand with my mom, you know, to kind of, um, you know, sacrifice my sister had to make because she lived near her um, mm -hmm. in terms of her time and energy. You know, yeah, it's a lot. You know, if you have to do it, you have to do it. But, you know, being a caretaker is hard on the body. Mm -hmm. It's hard on the mind, the spirit, everything. So, you know, you don't want to have that burden for your children. So let's try to take care of yourself as much as possible. No, that's, that's, that's a great tip. Absolutely. Self-care, that's, that's going to be my new motto for the summer. Self-care. Yeah. Trying to get your summer body back? I was, right? <laughs> I was, I, I was telling Ems I started this ab workout, and I, I didn't know that you start an ab workout and your legs supposed to hurt, too. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so my legs, I couldn't even walk. I'm sorry? The side bone, the side bone connected to the hip bone <laughs> it's all connected <laughs> it's all connected i was like man this is harder than i thought it was gonna be but you know yeah i'm trying to get that summer body that's right, right. but move on we want to we want to thank you for coming well, on guys and, and absolutely love with us but before we let you go this is a great show this was an awesome show uh please give the people out your website again uh how they can uh Get some of these on new essentials. I, I, I'll tell you because I think I, I believe I got it. It's on newessentials.com and it's a 15% discount for, when you use the promo code first gen. You're only going to hear it here, people. So uh, 
if I was you, I'd go ahead and get out that and get some uh, new essentials out. Now, do you have anything you else? Know, that when you... I when I taped it in, it came in in all caps. I'm not sure if it's case sensitive, but they should try all caps first. Okay. Word written out first. F I R S T G E N, all one word. All one word. All caps. Mm-hmm. Get it in it, and you guys are smart enough to figure it out. You understand? <laughs> So don't be crying about it. You guys are all right. (laughs) But Mudo News. Don't forget. Don't forget. Right. Just um, everybody subscribe to the show. We on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is actually actually my favorite. Are you guys on Stitcher? That's my favorite. Stitcher? Yeah. We're going to have to look into that because I I was not aware of that. And if it's your favorite, it's not. It's our favorite now. So Stitcher it is. (laughs) Okay. But I go, I go directly to where I guess anchor when I look you up, guys up. I have a link that Mood um, uh, Airy gave to me. So yeah, Mood Airy is my walking partner. Her and my sister Mood my I can say. Oh wow, yeah. you know, you know, it's funny that. So this is this is definitely ring true for Kemness and myself. Uh, we both have a lot of respect for uh, Tef Sehu and Mood I can say, without question. Oh, yeah. But their children don't know us at all. Like they could be standing <laughs> next to us on a bus stop and wouldn't know who we were, and it's it's pretty interesting. And you know, we got love for them as well. So I just want yeah. to put that out there. You know. Well, I'll let I'll let them know that um, they can find some love over here because Katara, she's a talker. Y'all should have her on. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually uh, reached out to the twin. I'm trying to put something together. I spoke to uh, Shahi Taylor the other day, so we're trying to put something together here. And we're oh, gonna, great, great. We're gonna figure it you out. You know, I went to the first um the first first generation gathering at Prospect Park. You guys weren't even there. Your mom was there. <clears throat> but you guys weren't even there, okay? The twins were there. It was a lot of uh before first generation people there, as a matter of fact. So uh, that's how you guys do it. You guys are, are party crashers. I just want to point yeah. that out. Yeah, let me let you know. Don't let me find out where it is next time. I, I might have to crash it. I heard Puerto Rico might be on the scene. Because oh yeah, Miami. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, I'm still I'm still pushing for Miami. I, I can't lie to you. <laughs> I, I love Miami. All right, guys, I'm out. Deuces. Deuces. Don't forget, uh, safe it up, crossover, but don't sell out. All right. Don't Peace. forget to meditate and let it marinate. That's right. <laughs> Trials and meditations.